Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, a podcast show of courage to be curious and part of our year-long theme of thinking about courageous connections. And today's episode is inspired by my recent trip to Costa Rica with my daughters. And it's inspired by the fact that um, obviously Costa Rica is a Spanish-speaking country. I'm fairly limited in my Spanish. You know, I have some remnants of high school Spanish. My daughter had a few more remnants, and she's only been out of high school for uh, a year. My youngest daughter is still in the thick of finishing Spanish, or she just finished Spanish 4, so she had the most. None of us, however, is fluent in Spanish. We had a tour guide for the week who had great English, and then we had this really lovely man, Marco, who drove the vehicle that we were in all week who did not really speak any English at all. And, you know, it was in the beginning, it was really difficult. And he was the one who drove and it was hard to have connection with him because um, we didn't have a shared common language. But as we learned a little bit more about Marco and all of the knowledge that he had and information that he had about plants and animals in Costa Rica and the geography of Costa Rica, one is it felt, you know, interesting and to have a relationship with him, but two, just his affect and his personality and his energy was just so loving and so tender and sweet, and he could feel our energy too, and it really raised the question of how do we have a connection? How do we form a connection with someone with whom we don't share a common language? And as the week progressed, we found different things. Of course, our um, guide was fantastic about translating. So he would translate things that we'd said to Marco or things that Marco was thinking or saying to us, which was really helpful. Um, we did have one night that we just committed to an all-Spanish-speaking dinner so that Marco would be fully included in that. And so we all pulled out our best resources and with the support of our guide, Jorge, and especially my youngest daughter, um, we kept, I would say, 90% of the dinner conversation in Spanish, which was great for all of us to do. But what prompted me to think was, all right, what else beyond that? You know, we, we looked, how else can we communicate? And so something else that progressed over the course of the week is that I noticed in myself that when I would want to communicate to Marco, I would typically be speaking to the guide, to Jorge, our guide, and then he would be translating. But I was paying attention to the fact that my eye contact was going to Jorge and not to Marco. And so <clears throat> over the week, I progressed and I said, oh, let me try it differently. Let me try looking at Jorge because I know that only 7% of communication is actually the words that we use, and a lot of it is our energy and our gestures and our facial expressions. And so let me keep the benefit of that in connection with Marco and let Jorge just translate the words, which he did. And it was at that point that things really started to shift, and I could feel more of a connection. And just also realized in this space what a tender person, tender, loving, and caring person Marco was and how much he really appreciated you know, just any acknowledgement and affirmation and just that level of contact was really so important to him. So this is my experience of connection where we didn't have a, a shared common language. What I wanted to bring forward in this podcast, in addition to, you know, thinking about how we connect when we don't have that language is how much it brought my attention to it and what if we brought that same level of attention to thinking about how to form a connection with anybody and everybody that we pass in our daily lives, whether it be our children or our coworkers or our spouses or people we meet on the street. 
When we do share a common language, like English or any spoken language, it's tempting or, you know, I think it's almost an illusion that we buy into very easily that I use words and you understand the words exactly as I've used them and exactly the message that I intended. And when you use the words that you believe I've understood everything that you wanted to communicate and say, the truth is that there is as much potential and likelihood for miscommunication or not fully understanding when there is the same spoken language as there is when there is not a common spoken language. How many times do we say something and then discover or it becomes clear that somehow or another the person on the other side is not really understanding what we intended to say? Or we gave an instruction and it was so not followed that we can't imagine either that person like wasn't listening at all or they must not have really understood what we meant. There's this illusion that we have when we use words in a language that we all speak that speaking means understanding. And I've been around this work long enough to know that it doesn't. And so the invitation in this podcast is to consider the possibility, what if we approached all communication and all connection with the intentionality that you have to approach it when you don't have a shared spoken language? You know, the way I had to think about it, if I want a relationship with this person, I've got to come up with some other tools because he and I don't share one language. So what else? I'll think about my gestures. I'll think about my eye contact. I'll think about the position, how I stand in relationship to him, how I sit in relationship to him, and all those kinds of things. So taking into account all the tools that were available to me. And I wonder what would happen if we brought that same level of intentionality in communicating, whether that's, again, with our children, our spouses, or partners, our coworkers, friends, or people on the street. What if we took the time to consider what is the language that they speak? What's meaningful to them? How are they likely to understand the words I'm choosing or the message that I'm delivering? What other things besides words could I use that would convey what I really want to be understood here? There's a pretty popular book out there now, and it's been converted for uses in many different environments, but the original book is called The Five Love Languages. And what The Five Love Languages does is it features and highlights the fact that people have different, you know, languages that they speak or ways of connecting. And so some of the examples in there is that some people like like to get gifts. For example, how do you show me that you love me is that, you know, you think about things that are meaningful to me and you buy me a really appropriate gift or something I've been really desiring. Some people have a strong love language of touch, that it means a lot to them to have, you know, physical contact, not necessarily sex or anything, but like physical contact of being touched on the shoulder or having somebody hold your hand or, you know, in some way physically connecting. For some people, it's words of praise and acknowledgement for others making the choice to give spend quality time together um, and the fifth one that they acknowledge in the book is acts of service like doing things that you know the other person would appreciate having done so the five love languages just gives us a little bit of an entry in there i don't think it's the whole story um, but i think it it gives us a good entry into thinking about what is the language of connection? And what if we were willing to approach connection as humbly 
with people who have the same spoken language with us as we do people who do not. What I mean by that is when I lived in Brazil, I moved to Brazil with my family. We were there for a year. And when I first got there, I didn't speak a word of Portuguese. And so it didn't matter what education or training I had, degrees I had. I walked into a store to buy something, and I literally sounded like a blithering idiot because I couldn't communicate anything. And I couldn't ask where is the this in the store. I couldn't buy a shirt to match with the shoes that I had. I mean, I couldn't do any of these basic things, and it was an incredibly humbling experience. And I say humbling instead of frustrating. I mean, frustrating would have been kind of this blaming or frustrating with the situation, but it was humbling because... It was their country. It was their community. It was their store. And here I was, and I did not yet have the tools that I really needed. And it was on me to get them and on me to have them because I was a guest in their country to find those tools and to develop those skills to be able to communicate effectively and to not be able to share or communicate the most basic things. It's a very, very humbling experience. And I I touch into that humility and I think about what if we approached all relationships and all connections with that same level of humility. I don't know you yet. I don't fully know your language yet. I don't know all of your needs yet, but I want to understand them. And I know that it's upon me to pursue it. I know that it's upon me to make the effort to find out how you tick how you work, what makes sense to you, what you appreciate, what would be received as a loving connection or a meaningful connection to you. And so that's the invitation that I wanted to put out there in this podcast today. I wanted to put out this invitation to how could we today, this week, approach a connection. could be a connection with someone we know well or a connection with someone that we just encounter for the first time with a level of humility where we're willing to accept the responsibility of saying, I'm going to learn, I'm going to find the tools that enable me to connect well with you, that enable me to understand and appreciate what's important and meaningful to you so that we can build something in communicating together. So that's my invitation for this week. How can you Seek the language of connection in another to form what I love to call a courageous connection. So I hope that this inspires you this week. If you have any great experiences with it, as you know, I'd love to hear about it through email or posting in the Facebook group for Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so through the CourageToBeCurious.com website. And please share this. If this inspired you and you know others who would appreciate being inspired similarly, please pass this on to them. Go ahead and rate us on iTunes if you can so it can help others find the podcast show. And then we'll be back again next week for another episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant.